You're listening to Radio Tab's Mobile Rolling. Presented by Garrard's Horse and Hound. Making shopping easier with their online store. The same extensive catalogue, the same keen prices online or over the phone. one 800 060 896 or visit horseandhound.com.au. Tim Edwards taking a couple of days uh, well-deserved break. As I said, no harness racing from Globe Derby today. There is harness racing uh, tomorrow night, though. But uh, Lachlan Stace is joining us. His special guest will be along in a couple of minutes. But uh, very good morning, Lachlan. How are you? Yes, a very good morning, Andrew. Of course, as you mentioned, a very busy car at Globe Derby tomorrow night. 11 races on the program. Mm. With the first at 4:44 SA time and the last race 11 at 10:18. So, well, that's what um, I was saying. Sorry to break in there, Lachlan. That's what I was saying with Tim last week. I mean, despite the uh, main events of the carnival being over, the, the general harness racing has been standing up with strong fields and uh, plenty of races. Yeah, it's good to see. Um, obviously, a uh, big help with that is the Southern Cross Series mm. coming up in early December. The heats are going to be this Saturday night at Globe Derby and the finals on Saturday the 2nd of December, $30,000 for finals for the uh, pacing uh, Colts and Geldings for the two-year-olds and three-year-olds and also the pacing fillies as well for the two-year-olds and three-year-olds. Sky Racing have got behind that again. It's the Sky Racing Southern Cross Series, so that's great to see and uh, there'll also be the uh, Troggers on the night as well with the two-year-old Troggers final and the three-year-old Troggers final. So it's going to be a busy night at uh, Globe Derby on Saturday, the 2nd of December. And because of that series coming up and uh, the two-year-olds and three-year-olds are hanging around and really helping our numbers uh, as far as nominations and acceptances go for race meetings. And I think it was 97 acceptors for the race meeting on Tuesday night at Globe Derby. So it's great to see so many races in the state of the moment and so many people with horses as well. While we're waiting our guest, uh, any other news from the weekend or what else is making news as far as yeah, Australian harness racing? Yeah, uh, race meeting at Globe Derby um, Saturday night. Uh, there was eight races on the program. Um, a couple of mentions there. Uh, Suzanne Grace got another double. Uh, this is a trainer who really has had a very good year. She's uh, always been considered a bit of a battler, but um, she's managed to score two doubles in the space of a, a couple of months, really. Uh, she got up with Winsome Ruby in the Troggers race, the Troggers Mobile over the 22.30, and she's also got up with Mariah's Shadow from the inside draw for the paces over the 1,800 metres. So she's having a really good run at the moment. Corey Johnson has been driving for her, and Corey's been driving in some fantastic form and scoring some winners for her, and especially Winsome Ruby. She's always been a nice Trogger Winsome Ruby, but over the last month or so when she's returned from the spell, she's really come into her own. I think she's won about... Um, six races so far this preparation. So well done to Suzanne for um, getting her team up and about and um, really, really uh, putting in a competitive team to the trots uh, every Saturday night and Monday at Globe Derby. Um, also a couple other special mentions. Uh, the uh, uh, One of the faster class races went to Springfield Affair uh, for trainer Kevin Von Doobie travelling down from the southeast. This horse, um, he's been racing really well Springfield Affair, getting up for young concession driver Bernadette Page. And um, we also saw a little bit later on in the program some three-year-old and two-year-old races. The three-year-old race went the way of Rupert Ross returning to the winners list for trainer Lance Holborn. It's been a while between uh, wins there for Rupert Ross but he had the inside draw and he found the front early, was driven very 
uh, confidently by driver Joshua Holbergen and he really uh, put the foot down in the straight and got away with a two-metre win. Uh, Lachlan, and before you go on, we'll have to recap the rest of the meeting shortly because your special guest is now ready to go. Yes, and I was about to um, get to uh, the other part of the night, which okay. is a two-year-old pace, and our special guest, David Smith, of course, who um, whose wife, Ingrid Smith, um, he trains with, um, got a winner on Saturday night with Little Miss Crocker. And, uh, David, great to have you on, and... It was great to see the two-year-old Philly get up on Saturday night. Yeah, very ple- Yeah, good morning, uh, Lachlan. Uh, yeah, very pleasing for her to get up. Um, she came here sort of specifically for Southern Cross uh, bonus. Um, so yeah, we've been knocking on the door, but haven't been good enough. So it was uh, good to uh, get that out of the way. She only had one win interstate uh, before coming over to you guys, and that was at Bathurst back in April of this year. Um, obviously in the early stages of a two-year-old season. And um, she's been knocking on the door. She's been meeting some tough fields, but uh, she got the job done on Saturday night. She always uh, possesses a bit of gate speed. Uh, she begins well. And um, she just got over the line in the last part of that race. 158.4 mile rate as well. So you must be pretty pleased with how she's developing. Yeah, pretty much. Um, like I said, uh, like I said before, that, uh, yeah, she's had that one win at Bathurst where she went two minutes flat. Um, then she come over for, oh, there was the sapling stakes or something uh, about a fortnight after that. Um, but um, yeah, she come over and she got travel sickness or something because she got very very crook where we we had to give up on her and because um, she temperature was sort of forty one. Uh, degrees, etc. So, uh, that, but that race fell over anyway. There was only about two noms for it, so it didn't make not much difference. But so she had a spell since then, and um, yeah, obviously she's come back now, and um, she's probably a little bit tougher than she has got dash, but um, she seemed to have a bit of dash out of the gate. Um, so yeah, hopefully that uh, she'll go on with it and uh, win a few more races. Um, plan with her, obviously, the Southern Cross Series coming up. You'll be entering her in the heats. Um, she obviously, like, she, she's a good horse. Uh, she's definitely been some tough horses um, in the, uh, obviously, for series. But a 158.4 mile rate is competitive, and um, she, she looks like a horse that's going to pick up a few handy wins in her career. Yeah, when she can sort of run them sectionals, um, I think Michael... Well, Michael realises it's sort of second second section with 29-something. Uh, with a little tad quick. Um, you know, sort of gave the opposition a, a little bit of a sniff at her at the finish. Um, but, yes, she's such an easy-going little girl that, um, yes, yeah, she's hard hard to rate, you know, because you don't think you're going as quick as that. So um, if she can sort of, uh, you know, get away with a little bit, uh, cheaper, cheaper first half. Um, yeah, should be very hard to run down. Um, but uh, saying that, there's a couple, couple of fillies out there that are a little bit better than her. So uh, it makes it a bit difficult once we're coming through. It's very good to get this Southern Cross bonus out of the way uh, because I can't really see her winning a heat or the final. So, uh, but hey, we're in it. So we've got as much. Probably as much chance as everyone else. Exactly right. Um, you've got a few troggers around the place at the moment as well. One of those being Buckles. Um, this horse looks like he has some promise. Obviously, you got him from Victoria. 
Um, he had a very tough run Saturday night where he had to be um, outside the leader. But uh, at the same at the same time, he, he is showing promise buckles, and it uh, he, his form in Victoria before coming over here was very good, and he looks promising. But uh, obviously, he can do things wrong at times, and um, when he does trot smoothly, he does look like a nice horse. Yeah, he's got his share of ability. Um, he didn't, as you said, that he had to be outside the leaders Saturday night. He didn't have to be out there. I elected to go there in frustration. Um, the the leader was running no sections up front, and um, we were just out the back, uh, thinking that you know we're just going to get out sprinted at the finish. I probably overdone the pressure on the leader, uh, trying to undo the leader a little bit. But uh, as it turned out, the leader was just too good. Um, so yeah, in hindsight, um, it, 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 you know we we've got to drive him a little bit. Um, less aggressive, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's fair enough. Of course, a busy night at Globe Derby tomorrow night with the 11 race program, and it's going to be a long night for a lot of uh, trainers and drivers down in the stables, but it's great to see so many racers. Obviously, for you, a long-time participant, um, we're really seeing a surge in numbers at the moment. It must be a positive thing to see from your perspective. Yeah, it's quite positive at the moment to have so many races. Um, it's not so positive when you're in the last race. Um, yeah. You know, at our last sort of Saturday night, you know, we're in the last race and we didn't get inside until after midnight and then you're up early to get horses done to get to, to trials, etc., etc. But, you know, it's the same for everybody. But um, it, is, it is quite positive in, in respect of the amount of horses that are getting around, uh, which is... which is a bone, you know, which is quite good. Um, it's just, uh, just the problem is that they're all in the same, they seem to be all in the same vein. Like there's a few of them in the fast class and the rest of them are 50 or under. So um, it makes it a real bottleneck. Yeah, it does. Yeah, you, you do have a point there. It is a very um, even spread, especially after you get to the pass for fast class horses. Um, after that, it is a pretty even spread here in South Australia. We'll go through your drives tomorrow night at Globe Derby on the 11 race program. Um, your first drive of the night is until race number three. You're driving for Luke O'Neill and Dreamy Cast Fury. Um, drawing off the second row here and makes an interesting feel off the front. Is uh, yet to have a win since coming to South Australia. Fourth up from a spell isn't an impossible task for her in, against this sort of field. I don't know too much about her at all. The first time I'm going to drive her, um, I'd expect the one horse to be quite tough to beat, um, and the seven horse is quite quite strong. Uh, Lock and Bard Ruler. Um, there's a probably Osweet Creature can run a race at times. So um, yeah, there's a couple. Of, you know, it's quite an even field. Of, you know, I, I I wouldn't expect a feature too much with her. Um, hopefully, we can just follow the. Uh, the one through because the one has got some reasonable gate speed and um, and get a good good economical run and um, do the best we can at the finish. Now, later on in the night, race five, you're on Empire Bay, uh, uh, position one in the handicap stand um, for trainer Luke O'Neill, who has a fair share of runners in the race. There's four runners in this particular event. It's a pretty tricky field with the likes of Alabama and Dexter, um, Illawarra Moonbeam coming back from a spell. 
um, and other horses who are racing quite well at the moment, Phoebionics, to be included in that as well. So a very tricky race here. And, of course, it's Trixton time. Another horse who's been in some pretty good form now in the Sean Agam stable. Empire Bay, mm. yet to really feature since coming to South Australia against a pretty tricky field here. Very good field. I would I would yeah. go further than tricky. It's quite a quite a nice field. Uh, you know, with the exceptions of a couple, I suppose, and and he's probably one of them. Um, he's got good speed from the stand. You know, he normally goes away very quick. Um, he did tell me Saturday that he if I go away well enough to hold the front, so. Um, He's a better horse in front, but um, he's got some nice horses. If he's in front, well, he's got some nice horses on, sitting on his back pretty much. So it it, it would uh, be very, very hard to uh, hold out some of those. Mm. Yeah, it's a very nice race. In the next race six, you're driving I'm a working class man from gate number one for Naomi Shelbourne. This horse only third up from a spell, but was a winner last start, second up from a spell, and was a winner by a half head against a fairly similar field. Um, he meets the likes of Childers Rogue, who's racing in some pretty consistent form at the moment. Uh, the Laggy Bird, she's always a threat out wide. Um, mm-hmm. And Perseus off the second row. Um, intriguing race, this one, but the draw definitely helps, and the win last week was very good. Yeah, it was quite quite promising. The win last week, sitting outside the leader, we only went two-two. But um, as, as the uh, um, we would say, you know, all we got to do is win the race. It doesn't matter what time you run, um, it's what opposition you beat. Um, I'd expect I'd get a fair bit of pressure from the two at the start. Um, it's it it like likes when it like obviously when one four starts are back. Um, He'd done a lot of work to get to the front and uh, went on and won. So um, I'd imagine that uh, it would be putting a fair bit of pressure on me early, but um, we'll just have to wait and see, you know, whether we hold it out or we let it go, you know. Um, just, um, but if uh, it, it gets to the front, it'll be very tough. Um, and as you said, the Ladybird, uh, Perseus goes good. Sutterman can go good at times, uh, most times and so yeah, it's quite an even field it's just yeah the draw has helped my drive um but uh yeah there's a couple of others in it that go pretty good too yeah you're not wrong uh we turn our attention to race seven claren and envoy drawing gate number three you're driving for claire gobel this horse was the last start winning with corey johnson driving in the sulky he sat behind the leader on that occasion again i'm making a pretty even field with the likes of Told you twice, drawn gate number one. Our major Jack was an improver last start at Port Pirie. And Harry Ovens and horses like Franco Landry to run a competitive race, so, along with Uncle Chan, who's uh, drawn gate seven, but he's won two of his last three. So an intriguing field, but Claren and Envoy, when he gets the right run, he's a pretty hard horse to beat. Yeah, that last sentence you just said, uh, getting the right run. Uh, when he gets the right run, he is very hard to hold out. Um, last time I I have driven him money once before this horse. Last time I drove him, he he pulled 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 like hell. Um, so uh, hopefully we don't have the same problem this week. Um, I'd imagine I've just got to tuck in behind them and and um, hope I get the well. I'll probably get the good run as long as I can get the right run at the finish and get get a run at them. So um, um, 
But uh, yeah, the one, the two, yeah, the four, the five, yeah, nearly the whole field has got some hope in that race. Yeah. So that was a good race. Uh, turning our attention to race eight, you're driving one of your own here. Um, of course, Ingrid Smith, David Smith combination, choo-choo train in race eight, drawing off the second row. And um, he's being a bit of a uh, project horse at the moment. He's obviously a younger horse, lightly raced. He's had the 12 career starts for five placings, but he's run a few placings as of late over his last four starts. So he's getting closer, especially two starts back when he was only being uh, by a very small margin running second behind Swatham Jack. So he's knocking on the door. Second row draw might be a bit tricky for him tomorrow night. Um, it's a big field, but it's definitely a field he can feature against. Yeah, the second row draw, as you said, is is not in his favour, I wouldn't think. I'm just um, not sure of the gate speed of the one horse uh, because he, if the uh, emergency comes out, we draw one on the second row. Um, he got a, he drew the second row last start, but he got a terrific run through and sat 1-1 one, one, and um, just followed him followed them through, he didn't have to pull out three wide or nothing just to run third. Um, he is limited, um, and uh, but he has been a, <laughs> a project in motion, I suppose. Um, he's uh, very, very difficult to uh, train and, and, and stuff. He is, he's very, very, very highly strung. So uh, to get a win out of him will be uh, quite, quite, you know, an achievement. So uh, we'll be uh, whether we can do it tomorrow night. We'll we'll wait and see. But uh, he should have a win in him shortly. Yeah, I agree. I think he's working very close to that first win. Uh, race nine, uh, your last driving tonight in a Trogger's handicap. You're driving Pies Running Shotgun for Luke O'Neill. Numerical form for his horse is quite good. He usually likes to be around the front, and when he has a front mark draw or a a uh, good mobile start draw where he can find the league, then that's usually where he runs his best races. He's off 10 megas tomorrow night. He makes an even field again here, here. Um, again, 10, off 10 megas might be a little bit tricky for him, but um, he can run some pretty good races by his running shotgun. Yeah, he has surprised me a couple of times. Not that I've driven him to a win at all, but a couple of times when he has won races, he's done quite a good job. Um, and then some starts he can be quite disappointing. Um, he'll get the run of the race and not not fire, but um, you know probably 85% of the time, 90% of the time he's 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 ran some pretty even nice races. So um, the the thing that you just said before is he is an up. He, I, I believe he's an upfront horse. Um, he needs to be on the pace. Um, he's not a brilliant beginner from the stand. He goes away, but um, he can be a little bit slow. Um, so on that basis, he's probably in the second half of the field. So that's going to make it quite quite a task for him, I believe. Yes, it will be. Um, off that 10-mega handicap. A busy night for you tomorrow night, Globe Debbie. Best of luck with your drives, David. Well done Sunday night on getting up with little Miss Crocker as well in the two-year-olds. And best of luck with your team in the Southern Cross series as well, coming up for Heat Song Saturday night at Globe Derby. Thank you for your time this morning on Mobile Rolling, and yep. uh, we'll hope to have you back on again soon. Not a problem. Anytime. Thanks. Thanks for your time. Thanks. Thanks.
David Smith there on Mobile Rolling. Of course, ahead of a big 11-race car to Globe Derby tomorrow night. We've got first race at 4.44 SA time. And, of course, on Saturday night, it's Southern Cross Heats night at Globe Derby. And that leads into the Southern Cross final on Saturday, the 2nd of December. There'll be a bit of extended Sky coverage for that as well on the Sky Racing Active app. Um, I'll be on track doing some interviews and Tim Eggles will be up in the box calling all of the action. And, of course, you can catch the Southern Cross series right here on the National Racing Service as well on Radio Tab and uh, Sky Sports Radio. So a busy few weeks coming up for Harness Racing in South Australia. Uh, this has been Mobile Rolling. A big thank you to our guest, David Smith. And, of course, we'll be back at the same time next week on Monday with Tim Edwards with another edition of the South Australian Mobile Rolling.